The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jay the Red Santee, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid. And as you know, here on our show, we are big fans of music. Pop, R&B, reggae, rock, whatever have you, we love to play it here on the show. But what we want to play is your music. And how can we do that? So you guys want to take and share in our Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, go to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Turnbuckle Tabloid. And just... Give us a small donation and we would love to share your music on our show. Whether you're an artist, you're a singer, Rom, you're a producer, whatever it is that you guys do in the field, we want to share your music to the masses and our hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of listeners and viewers and followers. So make sure you go to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Termical Tabloid and be a part of our show as much as we want to be a part of sharing your talent. So hope to hear from you guys soon and enjoy the show. that I have to admit where I've made mistakes and my mistake being is I do listen to other wrestling podcasts. Yes, it's, it's true. I I do. And it's not only the mainstream ones. I, I listen to Cornette and uh, Conrad Thompson, Bischoff, Renee, and those who are, in that uh, superstar stratus kind of podcasting world. But I do take the time and listen to those who are on our spectrum. Shocking as it may seem, because for the longest time, I had been very resilient in complimenting anybody else because Turbuckle Tabloid is and will be always the shit when it comes to your wrestling content. And I'm always going to put that over regardless of the fact, of course, because it's our show. But I, I also have to say that, yeah, I, I do listen to other podcasts that aren't mainstream and are fans who enjoy wrestling. It's, it's almost like if I'm pulling teeth saying this in some way, because I never wanted to admit it on air or to anybody else. But the fact of the matter is, is yeah, I, I, I do have my moments at work where I, I, I check down those who listen to us and those who follow us on social media who are also podcasting. 
and I do uh, check in on their shows, and they got I have to admit, some of them, well, a lot of them are good. They really are. I, it's been a drastic change since what we've done four years ago, starting Turnbuckle Tabloid, especially when it came to the premise of where we're starting at and where we at now and what has become the changes of our show and our development. A lot of things came from how we put the show together segment wise. And it also came to where the audio and the, the talent that comes on the show has progressed. And it's a long winding road to get there. I'm just shocked at the fact that uh, uh, we still stuck with it for so long because after a while, a lot of people would given up for this longest time and just said, hell, you know, it was a long road and, and uh, we had a good time, but that was it. But no, I, kudos to my co-host Olski and myself for keeping it going. But when I look at the, the, the broad genre of wrestling podcast, you can see there's a lot of those who are either new to the game or have been in the game just as long as we have or even longer who continue to to push through because at the end of the day if you're coming into the podcast game if you're coming in for the money you're in the wrong arena fam honestly that'll come in time just as anything else you hustle with that'll come in time but if you do it for the love the passion the feedback and the listenership who respect and can even go head to head with you with your opinions and your feelings of what's going on in wrestling, then kudos to you, man. And I have to say that I have to pay for it and show respect to those who are, are still doing it or are starting with it and show that they're going to be committed to this. So with that being said, I want to present to you guys, Turnbuckle Tabloid presents, I'll put you over. A episodic show that us here in the Turnbuckle Tabloid family, as well as an association with Rageworks, will give you guys our thoughts and opinions of those podcasts that may or may not be on someone's radar, but we enjoy and we listen to. Make sure you check us out on all social media outlets. Check us out on the like group page on Facebook. Always check in on those social media. Facebook has always been the, the thing for us, but. Also, make sure you check us out on Instagram at Turnbuckle Tab, as well as on Twitter at the same name, Turnbuckle Tab. And everywhere else, you'll get us where social media is on the TikTok and the YouTube. And, of course, wherever you get podcasts, you can get our our, our Spotify's, our Google Podcasts, our our um, iHeartRadio, we're even on Audible and on Amazon Music. We're everywhere. And and as always, shout out to the family at Rageworks who who have been able to provide that for us and not those those avenues for us to open up to. So Turbo Table presents I'll Put You Over. Uh, it, 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 people were saying, really? This is what you're going to do? You guys were mainly assholes. You didn't give a fuck about nobody else. You didn't care about other podcasts. Well, yeah, that's that that is true, but we we, we really didn't. But honestly, in the past few years or so, we said, you know what? It's time to pay it forward and, and show love to those who are who are grinding like we are. So 
Tropical Tower presents I'll Put You Over is a bi-weekly show that would give you guys our thoughts, opinions, and reviews of shows that we listen to. And uh, suffice to say, we're actually going to be on the positive note. We're not going to sit there and bash anybody. We're going to be good guys about this one because it's shows that we enjoy to listen to. So hope you guys... Uh, will share in our uh, our entertainment as well as like i said paying it forward to those guys that's out there doing their thing and finding the the listenership and being a a a podcasting uh outlook for you guys to go to when it comes to wrestling so with that being said don't go anywhere stick around we'll return i'll have uh, two podcasts in mind uh that that came to me not too long ago and um i gotta say that i i was shocked early on to to even for me to say that i enjoy listening to these guys it's uh two spectrums one has been a vet in the game for some time and the other being uh, new guys in the field so don't go to stick around we'll take you guys in a min going on everybody as you know this is Matt Olsky from Termical Tabloid but when I'm not here talking wrestling uh, I have another hobby which is collecting Funko Pops so uh, if any of you guys want to check out my new page the Funko Hub on Instagram we promote Instagram live sales raffles just talk about anything Funko related uh, what you're collecting what I'm collecting and supporting the community at its finest so guys check out the Funko Hub on Instagram uh, for all your Funko needs and uh, to support the Funko community together. I'm ready, but the question is, are you ready? A shot of wrestling, episode 245. Wait, wait, go. Rachel, get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. first podcast i want to talk about is one that i didn't think i would put on the on the inaugural show but uh because of the fact that we don't have history but i knew and i've known of these guys for quite a while when we got into the podcasting game they were on the you know peripheral of the local scene especially in the indie scene these guys had the merch they had the 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 following they had the listenership and the indie sh- promoters knew of them and the first thing that i i i me being the arrogant prick that i was no that i am i'm still a dick about the show even so but it, it, it it's a show that from a distance i would look and be like how the fuck did they get into this game like that and wh- how the fuck did they do that First podcast I want to talk about is Shot of Wrestling. Shot of Wrestling is a podcast that loves their indie guys. Every indie show that we've gone to, be it ICW, be it 
uh, the 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 House of Glories, and, and, and they're there. Those guys are somewhere in the arena. You you'll see if the the hosts themselves aren't there, then their listenership is there because someone's got a shirt, someone's got a sticker, someone's got something that relates to the podcast, which is something that when we started early on with the podcast that we were like, fuck, we got to do that shit. Fuck that. We got to be, we, we got to be recognized and, and, and looked at the same way. Shot of wrestling is a, a wrestling podcast that not only pertains to the mainstream wrestling in a whole, but it, it's very uh, open and, and, and friendly with the indie scene. You can tell by the the listenership and as well as the indie wrestlers who sit down with them and have conversations with them in a whole. I like to say that Turbuckle Tabloid has been a show that didn't know too much about it because I, I picked up on the show later on as a listener and I put it together. I was like, oh, shit, we do the same thing as well. But they were the guys that while listening to the show was like, shit. I this was exactly the way that we wanted to build the show around when it came to our podcast. And like I said, local guys from New York City, uh, Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwann are the hosts of the of the show. It's uh, it, it, it's a um, it's a connection that we've probably had, but from a distance and 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 in a good way. Bitter me four years ago, like I said, would have been like, fuck them. But once I've heard the show numerous times and listened to what they had that they had going on. And I was like, shit, they're good, man. They they actually are a, a, a solid commentary on not only the mainstream wrestling scene, but also the indie scene. Uh, Putty is a he, it, 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 it's it's crazy because when I look at shows who have a two man team that have that tandem like i kind of i i kind of look and reflect on what we do here and i try to see if if they're somewhat of what we are and what we do here uh the only thing i can say is that putty is has I, I, from what i've heard from 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 his earlier episodes is more aligned to my my feeling of wrestling and uh mark mark isn't isn't an Oski, but Mark is also that is not afraid to go head to head with with Putty, and I I love to have that banter. This it's it, it's similar to when you hear the the sports pundits on their shows, like the 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 Skip and uh, uh, Shannon shows and shit like that. It, you you kind of want to have that head to head. It's it sucks because Oski and I always seem to agree with things, but when we do have those moments where we don't agree it's 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 tnt it explodes it gets really it gets real crazy and but when you hear uh mike and and mark have their disagreements or or their uh basically their 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 thoughts are not on the same wavelengths i think they they handle it better than what olski and i how how we handle things but early on I'll give you guys a a general look of what their show was about. This past week, listening to the show, I was uh I I listened to their 
recent episode on uh, a shot of wrestling. You go you just quick check down. You guys go checking them out on. I got I got them on Google Podcasts, but apparently they're also on Anchor and they're also on Spotify and other areas. So you guys can find them and look them up as well. So the um, the episode in general that I'm I'm discussing is on on episode two forty five titled shock the system i'll give you guys a sneak peek of what they discussed on their show no secret about that that's absolutely true why why you're such a pain in my ass well why am i here you're a diva you're such a diva to deal with sometimes i'm like i just want to relax have a good time and then like you always have to do like well you know i'm gonna do this one but anyway, Mark, you want to have a successful podcast i am 38 years old they say you're only. They say you're only as old as you feel, right? That's the saying. I think so. So that how old, how old are you? Seventy five. I died three years ago. <laughs> you're in a negative. My favorite joke. <laughs> I say it all the time. Yeah, it's uh, you know, Mark, you know it from last week. Birthdays this year suck. Can't really do anything. Hanging out with anybody. Had a doctor's appointment because I'm an adult. It's boring. Found out recently, a couple days ago, Mark, that a coworker of mine tested positive for COVID nineteen. Mm. Thankfully, I don't have any. Real, I don't work with them too closely. So on the way home from the doctor, I saw one of those walk-in places. There was no line. Oh, wow. That's rare. So I get, well, now the digital line. So technically there was a line. So I went in. They told me they'll text me in like two hours, come back. It came back. I'm a-okay. I'm fantastic. Thank God. Good. Big relief. So that was my birthday, Mark. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel like, man, like this year was not like a normal type of birthday for me either. Uh, we discussed that too. Uh, but, you know, tried to make the most of it. It's funny because I, I laugh I, I because I love a podcast that doesn't just stick to wrestling. I, I love to hear a podcast, a wrestling podcast that is also uh, relatable to your personal lives and what's going on in your day to day. And Tarboka Tabloid, them, right off the back, that's what we did. And when you hear a show like that, that has their commentary of their lives and stuff. It's more personable. It's more of a show that you're drawn into because you want to know more about the host rather than robotic individuals who just want to feed you news or feed you the the updates or feed you what's going on and their opinions for that for that topic. I I I was drawn quickly to these guys because of that, and it's it's really cool. And and Putty actually. Taught me about something I didn't. I he shared something I never knew about. I've never heard of half birthdays. I really. I, I was like, what the fuck is a half birthday? But apparently, there are people who celebrate their birthday, and six months on, they celebrate that half too. So I, I okay. I, I think I might. I'm not a big birthday guy, but it gives me a reason to drink. That's just my 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 reason to be a part of something. So now I have to just uh do my check down from six months for my my birthday and be like, oh, it's it's my birthday somewhere. And I all right, let's get it. So um thanks, buddy, for for educating me on that. Uh, they also had uh this past episode that they discussed the the Paul White talk going to AEW and uh just want to give you guys a quick uh uh insight of that. I love it because these guys are fans of radio. It's time for in the news with Michael and TV. Putty and Mark Schwab. 
They know. They know. They know the the segues. Well, it's the big show. <laughs> well, it looks like Paul White is going to AEW. Man, some big news over there. It looks like he's going to be doing commentary for the new YouTube show AEW Dark Elevation, and it looks like he's going to be doing commentary for them. It's going to be a long term deal for AEW, and apparently he's expecting to do uh, some competition as well. Now, putting with this, I mean, this shocked everyone, I think, to hear this about Big Show going over to AEW. Yeah. Uh, I did not see that coming at all. Do you think this is more of a shock factor, or is this actually a big deal for AEW or the Big Show? And or the Big Show. Shock factor. Shock factor. Exactly. Like more of a shock factor, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, oh, I got it. Gotcha. Type yeah. deal. Uh, it was just, because if you held a gun to my head and told me to list 100 wrestlers from WWE who I would think jump ship to AEW, uh, Big Show would not be on the list. I would have never no. said. I would have never thought that either. He's not wrestling anymore. No, so he's not even on anybody's radar. He's get, he's collecting a paycheck to sit home doing nothing, which is fantastic. Although he is he is in great shape, though. Yeah, I have to say, this probably the, he's probably the best shape I've seen him in. Now he's in the point of the career where if he does wrestle again, it'll be like a an attraction match where it's Big Show versus some somebody and to put him over. Shaq, yeah, could be Shaq for real. So, um, yeah, I was surprised about this. Yeah, we spoke about it on the show, and I said the same thing. I was like, "Why?" And you put him on for for uh, for commentary, and both these guys had that same feelings. Like, well, you know, uh, why? <laughs> it's like honestly, what, what what are we doing here? Um, but uh, uh, the 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 real thought about it was the fact that these guys are very much in tune on what's happening with wrestling these days, especially when it comes to the, the AEW guys and stuff. And also uh, speaking of the AEW stuff, uh, they were, uh, I, I was shocked to hear their thoughts about Dave Meltzer's opinions that AEW dark is actually the better show that's going on right now, that it's even better than, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, you might have an argument about Raw, but on Friday Night SmackDown, woof. All right, let's hear. Uh, let's hear uh, Putty and Mark's thoughts about this. Moving on here. So Dave Meltzer, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave, my boy, not really my boy, uh, creating a lot of controversy here over Twitter. Uh, you know he's been. It's been labeled as being biased towards AEW before, but no. you know, like a whole new level when he went on to say that he believes the AEW dark shows are better than the SmackDown. Uh, what do you make of this, buddy? Do you think these reactions are a little overblown? Like Twitter's going nuts over this, saying like, Meltzer lost mind, yada yada. Why, why are we making such a big deal out of this? Because uh, it's ridiculous to say that AEW dark is better than SmackDown. SmackDown's been fantastic as the A show right now, hitting on all cylinders. Uh, okay, so I have to say for the last few weeks and mind you i have not watched AEW dark uh I'm, I'm aware of the show exists i'm aware of some of the talent that go on there and some of them are people that we know from the indie uh, from the indie level and happy for them kudos but i have to say smackdown has not been a hit for me lately it really hasn't don't, don't know what you're watching i, I don't know what, what you're watching too I, well, what makes smackdown so great as of late everything beginning to end all storylines <laughs> hitting everyone in the ring is doing a great job Every storyline is different. I think everything's just clicking. I love that. I love the fact that you don't have to agree on everything. Nobody, nobody has to 
have a podcast where you both uh, uh, are talking heads that agree with each other. I love that fact that that occurs. And usually when you have that banter back and forth where two individuals don't agree on what's going on, it, it, it opens up a line of discussion, especially if you're driving in or to work and you're listening to this and you're going, that's right, party year. Yo, uh, defend this, or you, know, you, you got a point, uh, uh, Mark. Yo, that's you, you're right. What would you say? I love to have to to know that those are the 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 kind of thoughts and 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 feelings that the listener can deal with and and have when they're listening to a podcast. It's it's never always a one sided skew to something. Um. The guys also have a conversation about the Ric Flair and Charlotte. Uh, I We called it a debacle because we thought it was a wash. But these guys have their own uh, thoughts about it as well. So take a listen to what they have to say about that. Honestly, I have to say that wasn't the thing that impressed, that impressed me the most about Raw. I, if I want to talk about Raw right now, I want to talk about Charlotte Flair's promo. That's her father. Yeah. Poor Ric Flair. Dude, that that was probably Charlotte Flair's best promo. There's That's rare because who would ever really say cool. that? But, you know, at the same time, dude, it does make me think, you know, where is this going? Are we seeing the last of Ric Flair uh, in the storyline? What happens next? I'm happy they uh, said on air that he's not the father of that baby. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. No, that was good. That was good. I do kind of feel bad for Ric Flair because I know he wanted to come back. He wants to be on TV. He wants to be in the spotlight. He wants probably a paycheck. And uh, this didn't work out this time. So I don't know what the future holds for Ric Flair. Then you see what happened with Asuka. So this is probably the beginning of the official Charlotte Flair heel turn, and which I'm cool because she's much better at a heel than a face. I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, I, uh, completely, I should say. This didn't feel like a heel moment for Charlotte. And I totally this agree with, with Mark about that. Actually more face than anything. Like for the first time ever, I mean, we've talked about this before in the past with Charlotte Flair, like why people don't like her. It's just because she's always... She kind of has that, that John Cena build, you know, being like untouchable. She's on top of the world. She's Superman or yep. Superwoman in this case. I totally agree and with that. People can't relate to that at all. You know, Charlotte Flair has really yet to struggle in WWE. And here we are for the first time ever. We sh- we're, we're seeing her really yeah, struggling, you know, because it, her she's being distracted by her father and what's going on with Lacey Evans and whatnot. It, it, it's bringing her down. It's also the Roman Reigns effect as well. With her father. I'm digging it, and I think a lot of fans are digging it because you can relate to that. She's t- she's going from like a normal human being, so I kind of want to see more of that. I want to see what happens next. I don't necessarily want to see her go turn heel, you know. I, as much as I think she's the best in the division, and she could definitely have a great match with Oscar, and she definitely deserves to be champion time and time again. I, I don't necessarily know if I if I want to see her right now in the championship hunt. I want to see what happens next with her. And her father there. If it leads to that championship opportunity, great. So be it. I don't necessarily know how that's going to work, but I yeah. want to see more of this I said the same thing. And finally, these guys touch upon uh, another show that should be getting a lot more light in their views. Uh, Oski and I would wish that we had the time to do it, but it's like we already do like six hours of fucking show a week. But uh, Impact has been getting a positive outlook with the fan base with their connection with AEW as well but uh you know 
it's also a thing too where that you never know with impact because it's hit and miss with them especially when it comes to their their weekly shows their pay-per-view seems to be knocking it out the box but when it comes to legit wrestling they know how to put matches together and uh putty and mark have their views about that so uh let's take a listen to their thoughts about impact wrestling like that that is all i have for tv mark anything else you want to talk about i will say this about impact okay you know that match the six-man tag match with josh alexander trey miguel billy mack into black taurus taurus chris bay and ace austin that six-man match phenomenal that was phenomenal, man. That that is great in ring action right there. It, for the people out there that are only really interested in in ring action, don't necessarily care about storyline or whatever, you have to watch this match. Yeah, Impact Brody would love that you said that. that. Shit on Impact, yeah, Impact Absolutely. Brody would love that. It's such a great alternative WWE. I, I don't think really people give Impact a chance. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't get it, man. Why are they still sleeping on Impact? Stigmata, because even, yeah. even that main event. What a coming out party for Jake something. I just love that. I just oh, thought, Jake, I thought Jake, he did, Jake, thought he did Jake, great. Jake something looked great. Moose, Moose really brought it. I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, you cut out there. Can you repeat that? I'm Listen, sorry. man. I, 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 I'm going to say, man, Moose brought it. Moose <laughs> yeah. is performing very well. It's Apparently, Mark is not a Moose fan. Good job, Moose. I dig it. Damn I right. What are you doing? But but now you know, the it, TNA Heavyweight Championship is now an official title. I'm like, what does that mean now? But with, with impact, I mean, like, does it hit on all cylinders all the time? No. Has it before? Yes. Um, are, 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 there, are there good moments? Are there very good moments on there? One thousand percent. And like again, if if you like good action in the ring, uh, all six of these guys lights out. Yeah. It um it, it it that's one thing I've I've been saying about Impact for a while that the storylines and the angles are shit. But if you want to watch a wrestling promotion that has legitimate uh, above average wrestling impact does bring it and uh, they 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 know how to uh put that together and to tie that together with I'm going to say about Shot of Wrestling podcast is I like these guys I like them because they speak honestly and it seems as though that when you listen to them it's the feel that we want on our podcast where it's you're in a room listening to individuals share their their love for wrestling and you can almost chime in with it you can talk back to the show you could uh feel as though that you're part of the conversation uh, the eavesdropping and uh putty and, and mark seem to have that kind of connection with not only their show but their listening audience and it's a it's a it's a good look for them and and kudos to them to open up about their personal life, especially Putty, who's going through his um his medical issues and stuff. Who he doesn't um he pulls no punches to let the the audience know about what's going on. And I respect the real when it comes to that, and that's is what you want to hear when it comes to a podcast not only just wrestling just a podcast period you want to connect with the 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 host and then those are the 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 tools that it takes to be a show that uh that that 
can be successful. So kudos to you guys and and uh hopefully you guys will flourish and grow bigger and bigger day by day with your podcast. Shout out wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. I give those guys a um I have my two beers next to me. I give them a I give them a cheers. Shout out wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Check those guys out. This is JD from New York, and you guys are listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. As I mentioned earlier, this episode is going to be about the two spectrums. You get the uh, you get the elder statesman in the wrestling podcast game, and you also get the the new faces of the game and the new faces of of this segment will be uh two young men who are big wrestling fans and one of them i know personally uh and uh, who i know since he was a kid and he was a big wrestling fan and he ended up uh finally sharing his love of wrestling to the masses through podcasting this this was a, a podcast that I, I had to check in with because I, I I did it personally and professionally to see if everything was going well with these guys. But I also said, you know what? I, they're doing all right, man. They, they, they're they about 24 episodes in and they're doing well. Uh, this podcast is The Wrestling Fanatics, episode 24. You can check out Nick Otarias and Joel Otero on their thoughts of wrestling, and it's it's uh it's it's also cool because it's a youthful look of what's going on today's wrestling. Uh, barely barely in their twenties, these young men, but it's also the 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 the, the idea of although they're young. They have a, a a a genuine idea of the history of of wrestling, so kudos to them and shout out to them for doing that. So, um, this episode they 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 were talking about the generally the NXT developmental idea, the premise, and whether or not it should be considered developmental. We've talked about it for a, a long time on our show to say that whether or not this show should be. A, devel- a developmental pro- uh, a program, and I've always said that NXT should be equated to Raw and SmackDown. And uh, when you get when you listen to these guys and how they talk, you you, you get the generalization thought that there there should be more for the the, the program. So uh, take a listen to the young men start off and their thoughts about the the process. Uh, I'm looking forward to in the future. Um, NXT. No, now it's been the developmental thing for quite some time. People can say it's not really developmental anymore. Um, you can say yeah. whatever you want about that. Uh, it's developmental or not. Um, do you think, at what point do you feel like they'll end up realizing, like, oh, this is not no longer a developmental system um, and eventually change that into their new thing? I think they're starting to realize now that, like, people don't want to leave and they see that people just want to be NXT superstars, which I think it's fine. I think they need to shift away from the thinking of it yeah. as a developmental, and they need to treat it as a brand. Like, yeah. I know they're trying to treat it as a brand, 
with um, when they moved to Wednesdays live, I yeah. guess, but they still treat it like developmental. Like, I guess you're giving it the treatment as a separate brand, but still treating it as developmental. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't want to like shut up. Like, it's NXT UK is still on the network, kind of like their own, you know, pre-recorded routine. I look at, that they, I look at, I look at them as a brand. Yeah. Like nobody really gets called up from NXT UK. They're their own brand. Yeah. You know that's I mean? true. Like you've never, like, of course we've gotten like, not a call up. The UK guys come up to Just the main roster over. for a couple matches or they'll go to NXT like Pete Dunn, Tyler Babe. Like they did the mustache mountain thing for a while. Um, but yeah, I, remember that. I, remember that. I think I, I feel like they treating NXT UK as their own brand and they need to start doing that with, NXT. Yeah. I've always been a, a, a proprietor of of screaming to the masses that NXT should not be a developmental product. We say it because that's what we're told to say, but in all honesty, it should be a separate brand. It should be a brand that's uh, uh, equated to the Raw and the SmackDowns. It's just under a different form because all it is is guys that you got from the indie scene and you're telling everybody, yeah, they went through the um, the PC you know, um, training grounds and this is where they're, they're earning their stripes. But a lot of these guys, like the Garganos or the Chompers, or really didn't need it. The, 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 the Adam Coles, Riley's, you know, they didn't need it. All they needed was to work the WWE style, but each one of those guys could have went to the main roster easily. So... If if it's true what they're saying with the 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 next up and coming NXT Evolve shows and stuff, if that's going to be their developmental, okay, so give credit where credit is due, and just give uh, uh NXT their own separate show and label it a brand. The other thing these young gentlemen discussed on the on their show was the signing of NXT talent and the reasoning for it. Uh, I was I was intrigued and interested to to hear their take on it because like I said they had they 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 watched the show on with fresh eyes and their uh, opinions on it kind of uh, correlates to what we talk about on our show so take a listen something it's yeah. just and also I think that goes with uh, WWE having just too many people. Yeah, like three hundred people on the roster. People fan. say like, there's so many people who deserve a title shot, but it's like, not all of them get the title shot right away. Exactly, yeah. it's just that. tough, man. They just, and I think that's on them. Like, at a time, I want to say it was like right when NXT was starting to like boom, like right when they started like they signed Kevin Owens, signed Joe, Ballard. signed yeah Balor. Then they got uh, they did that um. They got Shinsuke, and then it, from there, just they just started signing my people. They were snatching up the indies and the mainstream and I think guys. That hurt them. Yeah, right. They went. They, they kept time, on doing it. They kept on signing more and more and more. It's like, okay, we get it. Yeah, and a lot of the people was just like uh, they signed them for hype. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know I mean, like Roderick Strong. They had he was there for a good year before joining, like doing anything that was like important. You know what yeah. I mean? Ring like of Honor champion. Really look at it. Roger was signed just because of some hype around him. No, nah, he was a Ring of Honor champion. He's a work. 
And then he finally joined Undisputed Era. It was like awesome. Like he yeah. fit right in. Exactly. But they just signed him because he had he had noise around his name. Yeah. And I think now they're doing the same thing, but like in a petty way. Like don't go to that company. Come to us. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the you best I mean? way like, to look at it. Don't go to Impact or AEW. Just come to us. Let's let's try to sign people so that they don't go over there. That's the best way of looking at it. It, it is the the petty way of doing it, but the the big way of of these guys signing with WWE is basically WWE has the fucking money to throw at them just to say don't go there. And on the flip side is a lot of that talent that they're really signing is why why are you signing them when that they're probably not really that good unless you're gonna really invest in them and make them something that will make them a star for your product. I, I never understand that whole WWE understanding. You have such great talent there, and these guys talked about it, that you have such great talent there, but you don't do anything with them. The, the, the fan base is basically saying, oh, well, you know, they, this person should be a champion, or that person should be a champion. It's like, no, it's not everybody's a champion. It's all about making the 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 person that you signed look good and uh, on this episode they also discussed the 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 terminology of buried everybody gets buried and it's like you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about when it comes to using that 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 phrase uh uh joelle and 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 uh and and nick also talk about the aew signings and what's the purpose of it and and why have all these guys be signed to these shows when you're still working on the basis of how to use them effectively on dynamite or on dark or, or whatever upcoming shows so take a listen to what these guys thoughts about that but that part for AEW is they only got one show they only have one dynamite a week. Yeah. So it's like if you sign so many people, they're gonna, most of them are gonna be competing on dark. And like they, they have people in the past where they've built them up on dark, they've been signed, they've had their time, but they go back down to being on dark again. Yeah. So it's like where I like you... that though. I like that they're yeah. trying to build up more people. I like that people get a following through yeah. dark, as you see um, but it's almost it four Nemeth? hours long. Jesus is like right. when his name yeah. up. Is yeah. Yeah. yeah, is it yeah. Nemeth? Nemeth? Nemeth. 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 They, they need to change his name too. Build his name up on Dark, and then got a cult following. People were like, "Yo, I want to see this guy." But Dark yeah. is like four hours long. It's like fucking and also tabloid early on. They're not shooting him to the moon. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, yeah. taking losses here and there, but they're trying yeah. to build him up. And I like that. Exactly. Yeah, I like also. That signing of Paul White yesterday came out nowhere. I sent it to you. I yeah. sent it to you, and I was like, what? I thought it was like a meme. I was like, oh, someone's making fun Once of I this. saw it, I like yeah. looked at my phone, and I was like, I got to send this to people. Like, this yeah. is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, right when I said that, I I just saw like Instagram just boop, boop, got a direct message. I was like, oh, man, here it goes. It's yeah. starting <laughs> off. And yeah. people, I got like mixed reactions out of it. I, I people were like, oh, this is cool. Some people were like, yo, like they're getting all the rejects. I hate that also, by the way. Yeah. Saying that AEW Impact Man, signing the all rejects. the rejects. 
hate that. We said this week so, is the elephant graveyard. How do you feel about that? Okay, so um, okay, so I like it. It was cool. Uh, yeah. kind of shocking. I was like, wait, why? I thought Big Show was still in the contract with WWE or something. But then I was like, oh, he's gonna be doing commentary work with the new AEW Dark Show. That's cool. That's different. I don't think he's ever done commentary. But that's is cool. It though? And then I heard, started hearing things like, oh, he might be doing like, he actually might be competing once in a while. That I was kind of iffy on. Because lately in WWE when he was competing, I was like, uh, I don't think he should be competing anymore. Don't like the way he's been fighting. But at the same time, I'm not mad at that because um, in, in difference with Sting, it's like Sting, I'm still like not really hyped about him wrestling. So that but, bump, man? Yeah, that was crazy. Every time he gets, the, every time he's taking the bump lately, I'm like, he should not be in the ring. That's like, damn, I, he hurt himself. I, I like it. I like that. Why would you like it? It, it? Would you want to see your grandmother or your grandfather take a bump like that? That shit is fucking crazy. It looks bad. It looks. It's just like I. It, it's almost like I need to take this bump just for me, and then I'm good. So what's the signing for? I don't know. That, that, that to this day, I'm still. I'm still bothered by why we do this I, I i don't understand why sting is and these older guys are still a thing hopefully we get a conversation with those guys and do a collaboration for the show uh the other thing that these guys discuss which is uh, uh uh i'm glad that these shows are opening up again uh like the ring of honors and uh and uh a show that i've been a fan of for some time i know that nwa is coming back as well but um uh, mlw is coming back as well and um uh Joel and, and and Nick discuss the 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 aesthetic of MLW which you guys really need to pay attention to there's a lot of good come from there and shout out to our boy uh Akuro Kwan a friend of the show who's part of uh uh Contra and and he's coming back from from injury so uh give a listen to what uh Joel and Nick think about MLW I think the best uh wrestling that has no crowd right now is uh, I don't know if you watch MLW. I haven't watched it recently because I know they relaunched, but I don't. I haven't yeah. seen it since. Yeah, they got no crowd too, but they're they're more fast paced. You know what I mean? What do you mean? They're not like, really like um like they are like on TV, but they're not on TV. Where are they on? So like they're on YouTube. Oh, they're on YouTube. But, oh, okay. Yeah, but I think they're on Fight TV too. But like, and they're probably like on on uh channels. Certain channels, like if in certain areas, they were on BN for but a like, while. They're on BN. They're more fast paced. Like they're not more. All their storyline stuff happens backstage, so it's not like. And I like that. A lot of promos. And there's no promos in the ring. I like that. Crowd. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what does it most. Like when even Impact before opens, even before the crowds, they did everything backstage. Promos, like you're just looking I've at the that camera. Too. It's like yeah, they did. Like, you're just looking at the camera. It's, it's tough. Yeah. The first time, I think the first episode, but they were always like that though. That had no crowd for WWE was the one where Stone Cold came back, and it was yeah. Their their um, MLW always did promos, uh, not all of them, but for the most part, were done backstage. The only ones were like for big storylines or big vignettes. They were done in the ring, like uh, it, it was more along the lines of. Like Joel said, fast pace. Let's get the matches going. Let's get it running. And uh, if you did have a promo that was in ring, it didn't last anything more than five minutes, and then it went right into a match. That's why I I, I fucks with MLW heavy. It's a it's a 
really, really good show. And I'm glad that they're, they're, they're coming back. And, um, lastly, the guys talk about as well, um, their thoughts of, of Corey Graves, which is interesting. And we spoke about it on a recent episode of the podcast about what they thought about Corey Graves. I think like of a commentator that I'm like, wow, like he's really good. One person, one commentator that I have in mind that I feel like should do more with is Corey Graves. Um, I've always, I've always, I've always thought like they should have used him. They should, they could, they still could do this, but like, I feel like they should end up using him more in like a manager role. I never thought of I that. Love yeah. People, people, like, even though he hasn't really had much time in NXT. I never thought tired, of it. But he was great in NXT. Like, he was a great wrestler and a great heel. He can get people to hate him, for sure. Yeah. He can do that. He had, like, he's actually a great heel, and people don't realize that yet. Yeah. Fantastic. Even, like, I know in terms of commentator role, I'm pretty sure he's being told what to say and, yeah. you know, do all he's that He's still stuff. great on commentary, though. Yeah. He's still yeah, great he's still on great. commentary. It, it was great when, um, when him and Renee used to just go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And like they would both catch each other because there was times that Corey Graves would say something and he would hear silence because Renee didn't know how to answer it. Yeah. And then she would catch him too, like just say something out the blue and he just didn't know how to answer. It was real. Yeah. It was but real. He, like you said, I think he would be dope in a manager role. Yeah. Like they could have put him with who knows, like a Carmelo. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and it would be great if they put him with Carmella because they have a real life relationship and it it, it worked for a storyline to where um his 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 relationship with her impacts her matches. It'd be fucking ridiculous. It'd be crazy. It, it, that 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 is actually pretty that it's a it's pretty smart. I, I like that. But the other guys, you guys were were thinking about when it came to commentating. Uh, of course, Ronaldo's great. Um, Samoa Joe's been killing it. He's he's been phenomenal in commentating. But underground guy, that's a lot of guys haven't been talking about that needs some recognition right now. Is Ring of Honor's Ian Rickenbani? That guy is fucking f- fucking fantastic, man. That dude is is legit. He's solid, man. And also the guys at um, MLW they do a real good job over there as well. It, 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 when you when you listen to MLW commentary, you don't even need to uh, watch the match. You get a feel of what's going on with the match without even watching it. So kudos to those guys as well. As well. Um, but other than that, gonna um, wrap up these guys, uh, uh, Joel and, and Nick. You guys for for you starting off and and being uh, fresh to the game less than a year and such kudos to you guys you guys have the the um the knowledge that needs to to be shared with the listening audience i, I think you guys are are on the up and coming if you stay persistent and stay and stay um and stay uh, uh true to your love of podcasting because your, your your love of wrestling is one thing but just stay legitimately solid with podcasting is something that you guys uh have to find out whether or not it's going to work with the only critique i could give for this podcast is with joel and joel i only say this because you remind me of me in in a lot of aspect is that you can talk, boy, and, and it's not like you don't know what you're saying or, or you, you're not trying to fill in gaps, but we got to remember you are 
a two-man team and your boy got to be part of the conversation and he got to get into it. I remember early on, I was the same way. And what I did was, is that I ended up giving responsibilities to uh, Oski and our banter became more, like I said, of a conversation between two individuals rather than a newscast or a, uh, a robotic kind of show where one is the talking head and the other is the color or filler. No, you got to give both guys the opportunity. Cause I was listening to the, to, to the show. And especially this episode, I was going like, <laughs> Joel is good money, but shit, you, you gotta, you gotta get your man in because at the end of the day, he's got to get comfortable of doing the show as well. So, uh, other than that, uh, kudos to you guys to, to doing what it is that you do and um, give these guys a listen. And finally, my tip of the day to all guys who podcast. Invest in your equipment. For years, we sat here and we just was on some uh, whatever equipment we had, mics, whatever the case may be. We just ran with it and Sounded like shit sometimes. Sometimes it works. It was fucked up or nah. If you have belief in what you do and you have belief in your podcast, invest in equipment that is going to make you sound good and make your cast and your, 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 your interviews sound good. That's very important. I listen, I'm listening to mainstream podcasts and a lot of them still sound like they're in their bathroom and it's treacherous. It's awful. I'm like, how is it that you have money and you don't know how to put this together? You could, you could buy the equipment. You could buy someone or, 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 or pay someone who will come in and set you up properly. There's, there's just still that audio quality. Like you're still recording out of someone's submarine it sounds terrible so if you have that ambition and you have that in and 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 idea that you want to continue this for the long run then you need to invest in yourself and invest in that quality and get that audio that will help clear it up and at least start with the equipment you get the equipment going on and then you start investing in the programs and you start investing in the the side stuff that comes with if you want to be that kind of sound effects or 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 bits creator or commercials or advertising kind of individual that's that comes with it. but first and foremost get the equipment to get you guys clear that's the only thing i can tell you guys for up and coming podcasts especially when it comes to wrestling God, you know, your listeners want to hear you clearly. You know, like I said, we were we were guys early on that were woo, blowing out mics and shit like that. But we we finally put two and two together and we made it work. And that's it. Only takes a few dollars and um, a belief that you can you can really want you can really have this happen and want to do this. So that's the tip of the day here for 
your people at Turbocal Tabloid. As always, make sure you check us out on all the social media hours. Check us out on the like group page on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram at Turbocal Tab, as well as on Twitter at Turbocal Tab. Also, check us out on, on TikTok and YouTube at Turbocal Tabloid. Wherever you can find Turbocal Tabloid, we're there. Podcasting outlets, iHeart, Spotify, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts. I said Google Play Music. It doesn't even exist anymore. Um, uh, 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 it's everywhere. We're everywhere. Just searching on Google or Bing or whatever it is that you use. We're there. Just, just find us in real good money. Be a part, be a part of the show. Support, show us love. And, and when you see us on the, uh, uh, uh on those pages that have reviews, put a review in. I don't give a fuck how you review. Just review it and just get, show us whatever, uh, your thoughts are. And uh, as always, make sure you check us out at RageWorks.net and as well as RageWorksNetwork.com. And that'll be it for us, man. Got to thank you guys for listening to this episode. And make sure you support those guys at Shot of Wrestling as well as at the Ring Fanatics. Those guys, I got them on Google Podcasts. Uh, check them out. If you don't have a Google podcast, check them out. Like I said, you, you could also Google them anywhere else. It'll come up for you guys, but check those guys out and show them love. Be sure to be a part of the wrestling fandom and be sure to be, be a part of the podcasting love because without you guys, we're nothing. And as always take a bump guys, I'm Jada Red Santee and I'm out. Laters. Turnbuckle tabloid.